No, no, no. And what a day we've had, and Dave's disinterest is high. Um, he's texting. I wasn't texting. I was making sure my phone was off. Well, that's nice. And let's all do that, guy. Uh, how many guys drove down from Biz- Brisbane? Well, you fell asleep during the Brisbane show? Which, which one? The Errol Flynn one? There, and the second one was not? And so you fell the fuck asleep, what sir? Was the, what was the other one? Oh, Jurgen, you fell asleep during that? It's hard. It's hard if you don't, if you're not, uh, you know, you don't have the intellect to follow a story. Like some of us. Um, yeah, then you tend to nod off. It's just a thing that happens uh, with the, the not so bright. Uh, Sweet dreams tonight, sir. That's what yeah. we're saying. Uh, saying enjoy the kip. Uh, thank you for that. Uh, oh, but thanks for coming back and insulting us. Um, it's very nice. It's nice for someone to drive 45 minutes to just uh, yeah. talk, talk a little bit of shit. Yep, just have a quick quick drive-by. Well, sorry about that. Uh, all of our stories are not perfect. Um, I'm going to leave. This is a weird note. This is a weird note early, right off the bat. <laughs> this uh, is how we want to go to, out. Permission to treat the audience as hostile? Uh, permission denied, David, as usual. We will not do that. Hmm. Uh, we, it's my first time to the Gold Coast. Mm-hmm. Um, congratulations on having a Florida. Yep. <laughs> I, I didn't know you guys had that. Yep. And, uh, Vegas and Tampa banged. Yep. Made it, made a little baby. <laughs> You're listening to the dollop. <laughs> uh, this is a bi-weekly American history podcast. Yeah. What? Well, uh, we got to mention the, the festival thing the podcast thing why don't we do that after the intro great love it good to talk i think with this was good each week i read a uh american history story in spanish to my friend (laughs) gareth reynolds who has no idea what the topic is going to be about look nothing you know why because of me i momentum killed i agree october 2nd 1917 hey Rosaline Miriam Norton was born in... <laughs> fuck. That's near here. Dundin, New Zealand. What is it? Dundin? Dunedin? Dunedin. How about one of you assholes <laughs> says it? And well, we know else. who won't. The guy who's asleep. Yeah, that guy's out. He's... Dunedin. Dunedin. It's like, do you need him, but with an N. It's like a... There is a podcast within this podcast now that is your interaction with the Australian audiences on their words. <laughs> You've gotten pretty good, though. You're now like... I, mean, I, 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 I should have just guessed wrong, and then it probably would have been right. Uh, <laughs> she was called Rowie. They called her Rowie for short. Uh, she's from a middle-class family, youngest of three girls. Sure. Her parents were not uh, deeply re- religious, but God-fearing. Her father, Albert, was employed as a merchant shipping guy. God-fearing means you're a little into religion. If you're afraid of God, then you've yeah, you got some shit going yeah, on. Yeah, but at that time, that was just like, atheist! Uh, he spent long periods at sea. He went to, you know, all the usual sea places, San Francisco, blah, blah, blah. Her, her father was warm and friendly, and her mother was uh, devoted, responsible, and overbearing. Cool. 
She said her mother's form of discipline was to cry and weep and say how much she loved her daughter and try to urge her to do the right thing. Well, Dave, uh, you know, there are a lot of parenting statistics out there. And, yeah. um, you know, that is um, weird love is something not a lo- enough people do. People yeah. do tough love. People do love love. Yeah. Not, a people, not a lot of people crying and shouting about how much you mean to them to sort of teach you the right path. Yeah. You're everything. <laughs> you can. I love you. You can. You're just so terrific. <laughs> Go get him. Uh, when she was seven, the family moved to Sydney. Uh, Rosaline disliked authority figures and other kids. Well, disliking. <laughs> So, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, like, guys under the dock. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dock unders. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but that, like, <laughs> in every story we hear about, nobody respected authority. No. Around this time. I mean, Australia was founded on people who were like, we hate authority. And so, for a while, they were, everybody was, there was no, nobody gave a shit. Yeah. Well, it's still that way. Yeah. It's fair. She wanted to be uh, left her own devices and once staged a hunger strike for the right to eat meals alone in the house. See, <laughs> now, now we're seeing where that good parenting gets you. You see? Now she's, she's the, she, my little Gandhi. I mean, she's just... My little Gandhi. Yeah. Merch available. So. She liked to eat on the roof. Okay, so... Now, it, it is getting a little more troubling. Um, <laughs> she went from a hunger strike to roof eats? Well, she, she went on a hunger strike to be able to eat on places like the roof. Like, <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. And, sure. But after a couple of days, her mother gave in because her daughter wasn't eating. So she let her eat wherever she wanted. Sure. <laughs> it's just called good parenting. Sure. Right? Yeah. No. I mean, yeah. that's a battle you should, as a parent, you should definitely lose. Yeah, you, if your kid isn't eating, you're just like, sure, we'll have, yeah. Yep, eat, get up Right there. up there, yeah. You'll love it, yep. Kids, she was hiding food the whole time. Like, she was just eating it. She, her mom, she just told her mom she was on hunger strike, but she had food hidden <laughs> well, in her room. So it's not a real hunger strike. No. <laughs> yeah, that's not at all. You're not allowed to eat during them, I've read. But, yeah. No, yeah, you shouldn't eat. So during. she's just sneaking bites when her mom isn't looking. Yeah, and then her mom gives in, and now she's eating up on the roof. Mom seems like a good parent. I'm yep. going to go ahead and reaffirm that. Uh, soon after, she got a tent. Okay, so... Uh, pitched, it in the, pitched it in the garden and slept in the tent for three years. Sure, sure. Sure. Okay, so... Until, until the tent fell apart. <laughs> From fatigue. Yeah, the yeah. tent was like, I can't do this. So we have, and at this point, is she only eating in the tent, or is she leaving the tent to go eat on the roof a little bit? I mean, assuming she's eating wherever she wants at this point, because she won that battle, but, uh, and there's no indication that anybody put up a struggle over the tent. They were like, yeah, okay, go. I mean, well, that's the, that's the problem, though, is like, if you start, if you start saying yes to eating on the roof, then, like, the tent doesn't seem crazy anymore. Right. You know, so it's like the little cave slowly are adding up. Yeah. And now you've got a daughter who's outside. In the garden. Squatting. Uh, like most kids, she had a crush on Dracula. Okay, so I just, 
I don't mean to keep stopping. Um, it's just that every sentence is a red flag. And um, okay, so roof eater, crush. tent squatter, Dracula want to fucker. Yep. Okay. She's like Dracula's so fucking hot. Mm, yeah. <laughs> get me a piece of that cold dick. Yeah. <laughs> Lot like a lollipop. No. Yeah. No, not a lot. Yeah, no. <laughs> I want to have my dick sucked. <laughs> Dracula. Oh, 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 oh. Oh. That guy's had it. <laughs> that guy is like, you do not talk shit about Dracula. He does not have weird orgasms. They're oh, dignified. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and she said she had a uh, connection. Well, I have to get up early this evening, so you should probably go. Uh, she said she had a connection to the psychic spiritual world. She said there was a, quote, go ghostly lady in a gray dress who was often standing beside my bed when I was five or six. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sure. It's all normal kid stuff. I get eating on the roof now. Yeah. Old weird lady at the end of your bed. You'd be like, yeah. I, I get the tent. Uh, she, uh, like I said, she did not like school. She did not like the kids at school. Uh, at school, she started doing strange drawings for her classmates. When she was 14, she drew the interpretation of, ooh, should have looked this up, uh, Saint Saiyan's Dance Macabre. Anybody? Does anybody? Does it matter? Anyone want to pitch back? Saison? Saison. Well, I mean, if you're going to get me into French, this whole thing's going to be a disaster. Uh, which was complete. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, everyone's the only French audience by... member leaving. Just one this French audience unbelievable. member. This is unbelievable. You insult me. Our language does not have the same currency as yours. I got to the piss here. The, the Dracula guy's out there. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bullshit. <laughs> There's, some... <laughs> There's someone in this stall. I'm on Molly. You're Molly? I'm tripping my balls off. Uh, so she drew an interpretation with vampires, ghouls, werewolves, uh, featured, quote, every sort of grotesque horror I could put a pencil to okay. in a great cavern under the earth. This apparently was the last straw for teachers, and she was expelled from school. Because of her crazy drawings? Yeah. And her time. disdain for other children. Well, and yeah. eating on the roof of the school. Right. Right. I mean, it's only like the 20s, so... Yeah. No, now we, now we counsel. Uh, the head mistress said that uh, Rosaline had, quote, a depraved nature which would corrupt the innocence of the other girls. Okay. Okay. Well, so she she's bad. Bone, yeah, she right. doesn't want to bone Dracula. Yeah. No, definitely. Just throw her in the no pile. That's uh, the good <laughs> policy of the time. Uh, let's move on. She's broken. Let's not try. Uh, next, she went to East Sydney Technical College and studied art. While there, she became Australia's first female pavement artist. Yeah, and last, perhaps? <laughs> uh, on the first uh, morning uh, she drew, she earned 17 shillings. 
which was basically a penny. Um, oh, yeah. People, where she was drawing, people would throw pennies out of the, build, the building they were in at the artist below. In a way of saying, here's a tip, or leave the street? No, I think both. Okay. But they, they were just, that's how they'd give money, and then she worked there until she got hit on the head by a coin. And she's like, I, I don't want to do that. <laughs> what is she drawing? It's just like... I think, yeah, I don't know, chalk. Okay, so it's just chalk drawings. Of, yeah, she's just like drawing rain, like... Rainbows. The and devil. <laughs> Dracula fucking a... Thing. <laughs> My Ottoman. At 15, uh, she submitted a uh, short story to Smith's Weekly, a popular newspaper, and the editor loved it, and he requested more. Okay. Editor Frank Marlin, uh, Marion, quote, Never have we discovered a juvenile author so gifted as Rosalie Norton. Here we go. Yeah, so that's, shit's it's, taken off. It's a Cinderella story. It's the comeback trail. Mm-hmm. Great. Uh, I'm excited. When she was 17, Frank hired uh, her to be a cadet journalist. <laughs> Not enough of those anymore. She, she soon said she wanted to be an artist for the paper, and Frank said they wanted funny and witty drawings to make the readers laugh. Her first showed women sitting in a circle on a lawn, biting their babies and laughing wildly. There's that Dracula fascination coming. What, was, were you allowed to write talk bubbles, or was that just, oh, that's a funny thought. Imagine cannibalism with children. Well, she said, he said he wanted it funny, so the women were laughing while they, okay, ate, their, right. while they ate their Did he babies. want realistic? Were they on a roof? Uh, no. Okay. Oh, no. no. Uh, she was let go. That didn't... Uh... <laughs> on, on what grounds? Baby eating was super frowned upon. It's not like it is now, uh, right. where people are totally into baby eating. No, no. Back like then, babies. people were like, don't eat babies. Right. <laughs> Weird. At age 17, Rosaline got uh, a boyfriend, okay. Beresford Lionel Conroy. He was also a writer and a nude model for art students. Sure, sure. No, we've, I've done that to make money in hard times. I mean, not hard times, but you know what I mean. <laughs> I mean, sometimes the nerves would get to you and you would, but never on purpose, you know. It, and it, talk about a weird explanation. <laughs> Go ahead. Uh, around this time, Rosaline started performing uh, private rituals in her bedroom using robes, Chinese joss sticks, and wine she took from her parents. Okay. What, what um, are... She's having robe jewels? Rituals. With robes? Yep, robes. She, okay. Uh, when she was 18, her mother died, and she moved. Uh, she didn't plan. She just, her mom died, and then she left a note and took a bunch of shit and left. And, left and okay. went to the train station. Um, but not, not planning is problematic. Quote, the only thing I overlooked was money. Right. So you did need that back then? Money? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, she borrowed enough for the train, and then she got to Sydney, and she called around to get work as an artist model, and it worked, since she had enough money uh, to rent a room over a pub. Okay. You missed a lot. Look, I'm sorry about the French stuff. Uh, Je regret. We're trying. Uh, she started reading about religion, primitive beliefs, medieval demonology, witchcraft, okay. and occultism. Okay, okay. So now, now yep. No, we've shifted gears. Now it's it's a little it's 
we're getting into some troubling area, perhaps. What, then the girl who wanted to fuck Dracula? Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. Now that she's getting into this sort of darker magic, feels like. She became super interested in Pan, a half-man, half-goat Greek yeah. deity who spent most of his time rollicking with young nymphs. Mm-hmm. And playing his little pan flute. Yeah. I, we're high-fiving because of frolicking? With, uh, sure, yep. I'd frolic with a nymph. I'm married. It's all I got. That is the only clause you carved out. She worked various part-time jobs over the next few years. Kitchen maid in a hospital, toy designer, sold art <laughs> toy union. Toy designer? She's just... What, you know, Dracula's dick needs to be bigger. I don't think this is working out. I really... Your ideas are ghoulish. Huh? Uh, she also was a, a sold art union tickets, dressed as a jockey. She was a nightclub waitress. She delivered telegrams. Uh, and she worked as a nude model for Norman Lindsay, who drew pagan... Uh, Revelries and frolicking naked women and shit. Okay. Um, Quite this a resume. Is, now, this is uh, Australia's super uh, Christian at this time. Uh, in the 40s and 50s, 80% of the population uh, Christian. Oof. That's like America. And I don't even know if America was ever that bad. We're That's getting there. Fucking, yeah, we're, we're coming around on that. 80%. 80%. Okay. Um, yeah, abortion's illegal. There's no social security for women, that kind of thing. So... Well, they could just eat the babies. I mean, that, we've already seen that option yeah. thrown out there. You make a baby, eat a baby. Yeah. Great charity. We work with them. So when she's 21, uh, Rosalina and uh, her boyfriend, Beresford, got married. Okay. Uh, and they set off on a hitchhiking trip across Australia. Okay. Uh, and on February 25th, 1938, a photo of her and, and her husband hit the front page of the Brisbane Telegram. Telegraph. It was an exciting story explaining how they had traveled for two weeks to Queensland from Sydney. And then after the story was published, she was arrested for train jumping. Uh, subsequently? Or that yeah, it was so retroactive? They, 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 did, they did a thing with a right. journalist. So they were heroes. Up and then they were right. like, oh, that's a crime. Right. And then they got arrested. There were at least 11 stories about the arrest in newspapers. So what this... <laughs> The very slow news times, I guess. Well, it was a big deal. The C- Central Queensland Herald, quote, young woman without rail ticket. <laughs> That's not even the full story. There's a female about. The half headline monthly. That's... Lady did. But they're horrified that a woman is, like, men oh, is it's fine. A, it's oh, a woman. Okay. It's that, someone oh, with a vagina doing it. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Right, that was lost on me momentarily. Right, now well, it is crazy. What is she thinking? What? No, because in your brain, that is half That's a, a law that men can break. But that is half a headline, because you're like, what's the thing? Yeah. But it's just because she's a woman. Right, sorry. <laughs> Forgot. Quote, amongst those is. arrested by the police this morning for train jumping was a young woman, Rosalind Conroy, Conroy, 21, dressed in a shirt and men's trousers. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You didn't tell me what she was wearing. <sighs> she did not have a dress on. Well, my guess is that's not good for train jumping. Why not be a man? Yeah. Okay, so they're outraged. <laughs> okay, sure. And sure. then Bresford wrote an article for the Sunday Mail headline, My Wife and I Are Hobos. How are they spelling... <laughs> 
He, he wrote a headline? He wrote an article. He wrote an article, My Wife and I Are Hobos. Yeah, that was the headline. Okay. And then she got in more trouble because of that. Because she was a self-professed hobo? You're just not supposed to be a lady doing that kind of stuff in Australia at that time. There can't be lobos? There are no lobos. But male hobos, okay. Mobos are fine. Mobos are fine. Mm-hmm. And no bow to the lobo. No lobos. No wobos, no lobos. Whoa, bo. You can be bobos, there can't be go- gobos. I think I added it up. <laughs> and then she got in trouble again. What did she do now? Tuesday, August uh, uh, 20th, 1940. Costly pet lizard, fine, $2. Whoa, what? Young woman faces court. <laughs> Was that an award scramble? Yeah, it's not a great headline. That feels like those little poetry magnets. They just put that together incorrectly. What, read it again? I understand Cost. that she was fine because she had a lizard, which is going to be great to get into in a minute. But what is it? How did it read? Costly pet lizard. <laughs> Weird start. That's fine $2. It makes it sound like the lizard's getting fined. <laughs> Come on, pal. You're keeping a lady. We know it. That's not okay. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, we don't want to hear it, Jack. Duck your head as we get you into the car here. Yeah, yeah, save it for the judge, a-hole. Yeah, I've heard it a million times from you lizards. You goddamn iguanas are a dime a dozen. Oh, here we go. Not your fault. Why would it be? Yeah, of course. Someone else will take accountability for that. You're all the same. <laughs> you make me sick. Oh, God. Right, let me both it's do. not going to get on the podcast. I think it'll work great. You, know, you think they'll be able to hear my tongue coming out of my... We can do it in post. <laughs> we'll do a tongue session after this. We might as well record them. So on July 12th, Rosaline was walking down the road when she noticed that a tree stump had been burnt. Well, she better just walk on by because she's asking for trouble. Now, she had made, uh, there was a pet lizard that lived in the stump, and she had made a pet of the lizard. Okay. So she looked for the lizard and did not find him. There was an undercover cop in there. Freeze! We know what you're doing. And then she went to a nearby banana packing shed. What year is this again? (laughs) (laughs) It's the 40s. It's 1940. Okay. Um, Where William Cohen worked. Cohen knew the lizard was a pet of Rosalind's and had seen her feeding it a few times. Uh, Is this the height of lizard gossip? (laughs) This is when, uh, when, this is a a time when people would have a not quite domesticated pet lizard. Okay. Um, Okay, so so William William Cohen knew that there was something suspicious. So she confronts the guy in the banana packing shed. Sure, as one does. And he admitted he burned the stump. And the lizard, quote, for spite. And then he smiled at her. Mm, I'm against him. So she started hitting him with a two-foot-long, one-inch thick stick. Eight. And she beat him (laughs) until he was unconscious. (laughs) 
Does she like beat him with a reed to unconsciousness? No, it's a, not a reed. It's two a, inches? One, or inch thick, one, inch? one inch thick, two foot long. That's a decent size. I guess, but to knock someone out? Look, maybe he had a soft head. He definitely. This kid's got a weak chin on him, let's be honest. <laughs> I mean, she probably didn't even expect him to pass out. She's like, no, wait, wake up. I'm just um, pissed. Well, he was hospitalized for 12 days. What? This guy is a real... Part, sorry, he is a pussy. I mean, 12 days? Yeah. Um, the police said neither the lizard burning nor the stick attack were premeditated. Uh, Who's close to right in this? <laughs> well, I think the lizard burning was premeditated. Yeah, I would definitely say so, yeah. yeah. But then after the attack, it was discovered the lizard had escaped. <coughs> Whoa. And he was just over there. <coughs> I mean, he was watching the whole thing, just going, yeah, this is exactly <laughs> how I planned it. They fell into my trap. Uh, so she was fined $2 and had to pay all of the guy's uh, uh, health uh, bills. <laughs> she had to pay for his stick bruises? Little, little baby stick head. Yeah. Um, so World War II broke out uh, Her husband Bresford enlisted And went off to fight in the war She moved into a boarding house Full of artists and sailors well, That's a That's an interesting mix Reality show? Is that? <laughs> uh, Rosaline got a job What? Okay uh, at a free-thinking magazine known as uh, Pertinent, doing illustrations. Wow. Uh, and then when Bresford came back, uh, she demanded a divorce. Okay. Her work then became more and more influenced by pagan themes. Okay. Which you love. I've always loved the pagan theme. Over the next few years, she started to get a bit of recognition. In 1943, she got a show at an offbeat uh, bohemian club in Sydney. Uh, some of the works, Nightmare which was a god rising up from the naked uh, body of a woman. Challenge, a naked woman wrestling with a spider. Okay. Witch's Sabbath, uh, a naked witch clasped by a black panther. Mm -hmm. Also had a winking nun and a bare-breasted woman mounted on a crucifix. What's the nun's deal? Uh, She's just looking for some action. I'm not a nun. Um, I'm noticing a theme. What's that? Naked women. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the reviews were mixed. <laughs> right, right. Uh, how did the church take them? <laughs> the uh, Sydney Truth review called one picture, quote, horrific. Okay. <laughs> uh, another one, quote, worse than the most terrible nightmare experienced by any normal person. <laughs> <laughs> okay. When you mean mixed, you mean they were bad, everybody was mad. No, some people were like, yeah, it's all right. Okay, cool. Um, Another has the, quote, face of such loathsome and degraded horror that it would shock any but those possessed by the strongest nerves. Jeez. Others like the News of Adelaide uh, enjoyed her work. Okay. Fucking Adelaide. It's like, yeah, this is good. Uh Uh-huh. We don't get a lot of art here, so. (laughs) Let's kill some people. What did the lizard Berkeley say? Uh, the lizard uh, died of old age. She was interviewed at her home by the Sun in 1948. Quote, I usually sleep in around till 4 p.m. Sleep most, in? Yeah. Uh, most of my painting is inspired by visions, which I have while I'm in a trance. 
I'm very interested in the occult study in general. Once I went to a trance for five days. I went into a trance for five days. I live here with Markovich. Unfortunately, my two horned toads and two white rats died a little while ago. So she's a good interview. Let me ask a question and then you can answer. Um, let's do it like that. Uh-huh. You don't, uh, let, let's do it a Q&A sort of deal. Uh-huh. So don't just... Um, I think I actually have what I need. I think I actually have all that I need. My, my rats are dead. You mentioned that the rats had died. Well, things here seem good. I should let you go to bed. It's, uh, it's 9 a.m., so I'm sure you're all tuckered out. Need to get a good nap. I sleep with a crucifix in my vagina. Take care. Take care. <laughs> See you later. Sorry, I forgot my hat. Sorry. Another artist being published in the pertinent was a poet named Gavin Greenless. Uh, he was only 13 when he was first published in the magazine. He won three poetry competitions sponsored by the Australian Broadcasting Company when he was 12. Those are fun to watch. Yeah. Those poetry championships. Oh, fuck, man. Those guys go That's at the it. only thing that Well, they I train miss. for it all year. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're working all year, and, you know, you're, you, there's some stuff where you're like, ah, eh, that guy doesn't have what it takes, and then they just come around at the end, and you're just like, Damn. fuck, boom. Poet the shit out Jay, of Jay just wrote the shit out of that poem. Gavin was 13 years younger than Rosaline and epileptic. Mm. The two became good friends. Uh, he was usually sensitive, mild, and gentle, but was prone to rapidly descending into panic and rage. Oh, I get that. <laughs> yeah, you do, bud. <laughs> this guy seems fine. You're a real Gavin. <laughs> Gavi. Uh, Gavin's father wanted him to give up poetry and get a job in real writing. Okay, sure. Rosaline was encouraged, uh, encouraged him to continue with poetry, and they became lovers. And he was not sure what age they became lovers, but they met when... He was 13. Yeah. So I, I guess we're saying, you know, by today's standards, arguably inappropriate. Maybe. Yeah. Okay. Depends how big is... Uh, I'm not let's sure keep if going. I, let's keep going. Let's just keep... Let's I'm not plow sure through. if I know the, the let's plow le- through this legality. Part and let's just keep going. But if you have six inches, I think... Uh, uh, it, we should keep going. I Enough about the sticks. I think we should keep going. Let's plow through. I think it's legal to mount a six-incher. I don't believe that's how the law works. I'm pretty sure it is. I don't think it is because development works in such different ranges. I just feel like there's no way that's the law. My dad's an attorney. Well, we know him to be competent from your stand-up. Six inches. Stop, please. Hard, I mean, not soft. Oh, sorry. I thought you were saying soft. No. Oh, okay. Sorry. I don't, mean to be, I don't mean to be the bad guy here. No, that makes sense. Here's what we know about uh, Rosaline and sex. <laughs> oh, boy. Well. She was uh, bisexual. Okay. Into bondage. Sure. Sadomasochism. Gotcha. She liked having sex with gay men. Okay. Because she could be dominant. Right. Quote, those men are soft and rounded. And, and they let me do what I like with them. Wow. She said she would like to have a penis of her own. Okay, sure. To sure, insert sure. it into a woman. Okay. Uh, with straight men, she liked to be tied up and beaten or to engage in sexual intercourse so powerfully that her partner would be hurt by her forcing him back against the pole to which she was tied. Uh, um, 
Is that Sorry, not how just, you do sex? Well, uh... Sorry. That's how I learned to do it at the church. Right. <laughs> yeah, do you want to hear that again? Yeah, yeah, I just, I'm trying to wrap my head around the metrics of what you're saying about this post. Or this she liked poll. to be tied up and beaten. Okay. And to engage in sexual intercourse so powerful that her partner... <laughs> would hurt her by forcing her back against the pole to which she was tied. Got you. Okay, so her back is getting hurt. I thought, in a way, she was doing some sort of, like, supernatural power thrust where the man is going back into a pole and being like, God damn it, I'll give it another... Ah, my back! But she's... she's... Maybe you could show me what you're thinking. <laughs> I'd really rather not. No, 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 no. No, it took me a minute to realize what, where this was all going with your mic movement. No, 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 let's get back to regular stance. There we go. We're not going to, no, I'm not going to, nope. No. Half the women in here would have lost their minds. <laughs> throwing, throwing their vaginas yeah, at the stage. Uh, just, I don't think that's possible. That's how I think how it works. Sounds I think like, it works that way. Right. No, it sounds like... In Australia, um, they can take them off and throw them. <laughs> it's like kangaroos have pouches. It's just a different place. Like the, every, the uh, mammals are all different here. And the marsupials. Yeah, they're... Mar- yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, women here can throw their vaginas. Okay. Um, yeah. No, it's good that, you know, I'm getting lots of great facts tonight. And, and that's helpful. So thank you. I just recommend you duck. It's not going to be my move. <laughs> what, like roses after the opera? Uh, thank you. I uh, Thank you so much. <laughs> um... So she had an exhibition at uh, Melbourne University that opened on August 1st, 1949. Three days in, police received a complaint from a female student that the paintings were lewd and disgusting. Well, which ones was she looking at? Yeah. Uh, The police removed four paintings, which is Sabbath, Lucifer, Triumph, and Individuation. Not Individuation. Yeah. Uh, they were removed for being obscene, and then they were locked up in a strong room at CIB headquarters. Okay. So no one could get at them. Wow. So they're treating it like cocaine. Yeah. It's on lockdown. Rosaline was charged with exhibiting obscene articles. This was the first ever obscenity charge against a woman in Victoria. So she's a little like the Lenny Bruce of art. No. Do you guys know who Lenny Bruce is? That's a, it's a really great comparison. We'll cut this out. <laughs> <laughs> Students and professors packed the courtroom. Four obscene paintings were placed facing the wall in court. Do you see? I mean, you can't. But do you imagine? You should. Because it's gross. I've seen it. A nun wigs. We can't turn them around legally. You'd be too horrified. So we're going to ask. There better not be any questions. What is your question, sir? Uh, What's the nun wearing? The nun is wearing... Sir? 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 I haven't even begun to answer the question, sir, and you are 
full into a masturbation moment. I, uh... Your Honor? I, I'm not, I'm just a lawyer. I'm Your not Honor. the... Your Honor, permission to orgasm? I want to see where this goes. It's very good. <laughs> Why is Dracula here? I like her art. Um, so they faced the wall. What is uh, Rosaline's lawyer said the prosecution had to prove the exhibition would uh, deprave or corrupt members of the university. Right. Quote, we have to cater to normal people. Oh, wait. We have to cater for normal people, not morons, subnormal people, or neurotics. People with a normal reaction to sex do not find the pictures obscene. Uh, the magistrate declared the four paintings not obscene and dismissed the charge. Okay. That's a good win, right? Yeah. Yeah. The police department had to pay... Except for that guy who was in the jury masturbating. Yeah, the masturbating guy. The masturbating jury box man. Well, I got to go to my own trial after this, so uh, it's been real, guys. Thank you. Uh, you want me to show you what I did? Uh, no. All right, here we go. No. Your Honor... Just keeps getting charge after charge. I was trying to show the judge how I was masturbating. It was just another charge. Uh, so they're not obscene. The police has to pay for her costs. Okay. Financially, the show is a failure, and it closed early. And did they, did they ever turn the? They never turned the paintings around. No, that she got to put them back up, but nobody. Bought really bought many paintings. Is no, but I mean, in the at the well, they turn. They just had them turn on facing the wall in court. They took right. them. So right, they, but she got the, to hang them back up. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, Rosaline and Gavin went back to Sydney and moved into a house in King's Cross. Well, which he's was fifteen of, now. He needs some space to play. I mean, the kids at this age. <laughs> um. So King's Cross is full of artists at the time. The rest of the house uh, was full of vagrants. Cool. At first, Rosie and Gabby lived in the basement. So we're going with Rosie and Gabby officially now? Yeah, well, Rowie is what they call her. Rowie uh, Or Gabby. Rosaline. But Rosaline's a fucked up name. I like Rowie and Gabby. Long. Rowie's all right. It's great. Uh, so they live in the basement, which had been a laundry room. Cool. The, mm-hmm. um, they live with a whole bunch of cats. Sure. Well, I'm starting to come around a little bit now. Uh, their apartment was very run down. The paint was flanking. The roof uh, was falling apart. Cobwebs hung from the ceiling. Um, she decorated it in her personal style with a red-covered uh, bed along one wall. Opposite there was an altar draped in blue cloth, and on top of that were antlers, porcelains mm-hmm. of entwined snakes, panthers, and a variety of lamps and candles. Masks on the walls. There's no source of ventilation. <laughs> How much a month? <laughs> <laughs> did she ever decorate with a mop, or did they get the cobwebs down with a broom? Uh, no, she like Gabby do anything? No. They like the webs the, and the yeah. cats and the laundry access and the chipping paint. Yeah, it must have smelled great. I bet it smelled really good. Yeah. yeah. All that mildew and laundry. That's good. Plus the cats. That throws yeah. a nice scent in there. Yeah. I think they bottle that somewhere. Cats? Mm-hmm. The attic was occupied by a one-handed man named Mick. <laughs> who hoarded newspapers. A well-known lawyer had recently committed suicide in the building. You got to slow down a little here. Come on, I'm j- I'm getting over Mick now. Okay, so Mick is, has one hand and he hoards newspapers. Yep. Okay. Uh, then there was a, a lawyer who had recently killed himself in the building. A, he 
Wait. Oh, he lived there. Oh, yeah, and he's he doesn't well anymore. I think so. It, he yeah, can't yeah. anymore. No, he's, he, uh, he's not paying rent. You guys want some coffee? You know, I killed myself a week ago. Unbelievable. Uh, uh, Rowie painted occult murals in the house. She painted a large-scale interpretation of Pan with horns, pointed ears, cloven hooves, and musical pipes. Okay. I, there's just this Pan theme yeah. that yeah, I'm noting. Uh, she started conducting magical ceremonies dressed in a tiger skin robe. I, I really do like this person. <laughs> that must have freaked the fucking cats out. Our leader! Mama! The writings were true! I told ye! Bow uh, to the chosen one! Uh, Rowie and Gavin moved into the attic when the one-armed guy moved out. Oh, boy. I hear he needed a lot of help moving. Uh, I mean, I just got a lot of newspapers, and, and you know the, you know what I'm dealing with. Now, uh, Rosaline was becoming known. Uh, local tourists would come by and uh, pry occult symbols off her front door. Someone actually came and just took the door number. That person. <laughs> Thank God for that person. Real hero. Coffee shops that displayed her art were said to be uh, mating places for her devil's cult. Uh-huh. And people started crowding the shops, hoping to run into her. And while she was known locally, not nationally, not so much. And in 1949, the National Gallery rejected three paintings by her without comment. On a few occasions, uh, Rowie and Gavin were arrested for vagrancy. Okay. The Vagrancy Act was passed in 1929 to stop gang violence. Anyone who hung out or who consorted with criminals of vagrants could be arrested. Police then abused the Vagrancy Act to persecute artists, transvestites, and musicians. Of course. This is how it happens. What? There's just one little, like, one law gets passed that you're like, oh, it's just for this. And then they're like, no, and this is how we clamp down on freedom. So we get rid of artists. Yeah, exactly. They're fucking painting. (laughs) I hate Pan. In August 1951, a Sydney paper reported that, quote, Gavin Greenlist, 21, and Rosaline Norton were charged yesterday with having insufficient means of support. Their lawyers asked for a remand and said they would be earning money in a fortnight. And then they were released on $10 bail. So, wait, they were in trouble for not having money? Yeah, that's what the Vagancy Act is. So, oh my God. So then you get fined. You get, oh my God. So you get brought to court and you get fined. Christ. Yeah. It's like those commercials where it's like, are you behind on your paychecks? Do you need $10,000 today? Well, we'll do it. All you got to do is sign this crazy form. And then you're like, now I owe $100,000. Yep. Good to meet you. Thanks for doing business. Um, so, uh, well, it's basically um, criminalizing. Criminalizing poverty. Poor people. Right. Cool. So you're criminalizing yep. being poor. A publisher named Walter Glover read about them in the paper and decided to help and gave them jobs. Quote, they arrived at my office late in the afternoon, both freshly groomed and sparkling. As <laughs> oh, that genuinely hurt. <laughs> Sparkly? <sighs> oh, shit. <laughs> what? That's the second thing you're saying? Yeah. Freshly groomed and covered in glitter. Just how I like them. As if they were... Boy, you guys smell good and are shiny. As if they were straight out of a tub, but they were dressed like hippies. (laughs) What? Shit, sorry. Keep going. Let me start over? Yeah. They arrived at my office late in the afternoon, both freshly groomed and sparkling, as if they were straight out of a tub. But they were dressed like hippies two, two decades ahead of their time. Uh, 
Gavin displayed a propensity for copper. <laughs> oh, I can see you've got some copper there, huh, sir? Yeah, it's just a pipe. Yeah. Well, not just a pipe, it's a copper pipe. Yeah. You know, I'm a big copper fan myself. I don't know what that means. Well, copper is very versatile. Did you know that, sir? You would if you were a copperman like me. Boy, I'll tell you, copper's amazing. I can tell we're going to get along fine because of that pipe right there behind you. Copper, you said it was, wasn't it? Yeah, it's a... Boy, you made the right choice in that pipe. A lot of people wouldn't make that call, but I can tell you know what you're doing. Hey, uh... I don't really care that it's copper or whatever. You want to buy some copper? No. Okay. (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, I guess we're about done having this copper talk. Yeah. (laughs) I knew I liked you, though. Okay. And if you ever need to buy some, yep. I'm your guy. Yeah, that'll be great. Don't go to someone else. Nope. I've got tons of it. Okay. I love the stuff. God. I'm a cophead. <laughs> God, I'm going to kill myself. We call ourselves that. Yeah, I'm going to murder myself with okay. copper. Well, that's the way you'd want to go if you were going to kill yourself. Copper. So versatile, it can take your life. <laughs> Lawyer pal of mine just used it to kill himself the other week. Used a bunch of copper dropped upon him. My pal Mick had to help us lift it off him. He's only got one hand. Anywho, why don't you give a conversation a chance? (laughs) It's just a weird Australian accent. But uh, he said... Nate? He said Rosaline was more concerned with demons. Okay. After working there a short time... Okay, so you got one guy hitting with the copper, and the other one's like, the devil's near us. After working there a short time, Walter suggested publishing a book of Rowie's art with Gavin's poetry. The deal was, they would get monthly cash, and Walter would be the copyright holder of the art. Okay. Who's the copywriter? I think we know. What he didn't say was that he didn't have the money to pay people if the book didn't sell. Okay. So pretty much everything's writing on it. Okay. In 1952, The Art of Rosaline Norton was published. There were 31 drawings with some pictures that uh, were controversial, like uh, Faux Hat, a horned devil with a snake for a penis. Uh, only 1,000 copies were printed, each bound in red leather for 285 Australian at the time. So not at the time, like uh, in today's money. Oh, okay. I was so, going to say, that's, I mean, the, the odds are stacked against you at yeah, that price. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be about as much as a house. Right. On the same day... We can live under it. On the same day that the advanced copies were due, both Walter's and Rosaline's fathers died. Oh, shit. That's a bad day for the book to yeah. come out. Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, Walter went to his parents' home uh, while the publicity for the books caused a huge demand, but they had no distribution. No one was, uh, knew where to buy the books. Then the Postmaster General threatened prosecution over registration of an indecent publication because some people in the drawings had pubic hair. Oh, my God. Fuck. The den- oh, my God. Okay. I, I, that's, that, what a crazy thing to get in. I mean, there's, I'm not saying that you can't have a demon penis, you know, but if there's anything that you're going to go after, you would think it would be more of that stuff rather than the what, thing that pubes? people actually have. Or, yeah. uh, the dick. The dick or the pubes? 
I'm saying it's crazy to go after the pubes. I'd say if you want to scapegoat one thing, the dick, I'd be like, of the time, okay. But the, I, the denial of having pubic hair, <laughs> none of us have that. Shh. I think, I don't think, I mean, 70s is the only time people were really into pubic hair. I think Look, it, I'm what the I'm, only, saying, I, I'm, the, I'm saying it should be a crime again. Having... <laughs> okay. It's good to know where you're at as far as pubes go. Uh, anti. Uh, yeah, I think that uh, everyone should be bald down there. and uh, Let's not do this. <laughs> like, uh, do you know what I mean? Just uh, No, no, no. I mean, your lips are literally touching the microphone as you're doing this. Uh, no, no, no. It's, just, uh, it's hard to, from my angle, it's tough to see uh, and hear. I don't have the pubic hair. <laughs> Newspapers announced the release of, uh, quote, the most blatant example of obscenity yet published in Australia. The sponsor of the book uh, launched, then pulled all support. Okay. Luckily, a big party was being thrown for a Masonic Grandmaster who had just died. So, um, What do you bring food- to that? <laughs> Am I right, guys? So all the food and drink uh, and the venue were available. Okay. Because the guy died. So there was like a party with no, no one there. So uh-huh. they, took, they took that over. Launch okay. party went ahead on Sunday, September Is 7th. That, does that match, the, the, those themes match up for a celebratory book party and death? Well, of- they just, they, there was no, he died, so they couldn't have a party for him, but they had already paid for everything. Okay. Different vibe, though. Yeah, but he, it's. It's a different vibe. But then, in a, then in a guy. Well, those people weren't at the party. What's a party? <laughs> I don't want to talk anymore. <laughs> uh, September 1952. Quote: They wanted to bind the book in bat skin. Sure, absolutely. Very, it's the, the, some of the best bindings are done with the, the skin of bats. Uh, the Sun reported the book was so disturbing that an all male staff had to do the binding work. What? <laughs> Because women can't handle fucking binding a book that's fucked up. Well, it leads to train jumping, which is just... It's the gateway. They start throwing their vaginas at things. Right, as you've said earlier. And they ended up not binding it in bat skin because Rosaline didn't want to kill the bats. Okay. Uh, I like how that's funny. <laughs> Imagine. Uh, bats quote, are adorable. Yeah. Uh, quote, another one, Panther and a woman. This drawing... Uh, called Black Magic, shows a naked woman in the embrace of a black panther and will horrify many who see it. The Sun showed a copy of the book to Progressive Housewives Association Vice President... Well, how are they... I mean, that's such a softball. How do you guys like... You don't like it. Interesting. We were outraged, too. Uh, Progressive Housewives Association Vice President, Mrs. D. Woodward, and she took one look at Black Magic and asked, how much is the book? Whoa. Eight guineas, she was told. Thank heaven the price will help keep it out of harm's way. The son wrote that the drawings in the book were of grotesque human figures with upper halves of women and lower halves of men. It's not, it's, it, it, that isn't even that funny, but it is just like the amount of stuff of the time that these people are trying to fathom. 
Well, yeah, it's just they're just talking about like a transsexual. Yeah, yeah, like, but they're like, oh my god, holy shit, what is this? Like demonic. <laughs> you guys aren't going to believe this, but in about uh, fifty years, there's going to be some people that are super into this. <laughs> now, why? Uh, so. And uh, copper makes a big play in the future, <laughs> I think, too. So we all know it's super versatile. You can use it for so much stuff. Uh, there are also pictures lampooning bishops and other uh, uh, churchmen, including a naked priest. Mrs. Woodward studied the book and said it was the most shocking thing she'd ever seen. Quote, these drawings could ruin any home they went into. I think the, women who, who, the woman who drew them is maligning womanhood, although the edition is limited and the price is high, so there is still a danger that copies will find their way into libraries. Yeah. Well, stuff like this, I mean, shit like this only makes that stuff... I mean, the people like that. That's good advertising. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> the review- craziest thing you've ever seen. Reviews are mix- mixed. Most said it was uh, pretty basic art school stuff. Others liked it. Um, so copies of the book were sent to New York and then confiscated and burned by U.S. Customs. Okay. Sure. The Customs Bureau is who should be taking that. No, I like the idea of a bunch of Customs guys burning a book. Yeah. Just out in the parking lot. Yeah. No, that's who should be doing it. Uh, it became uh, a prohibited import to Australia. Jesus Nobody Christ. taking a copy out of the country could legally bring it back into Australia. What is, I mean, it is what, it's not the never-ending story. What kind of book is, I mean... It's going to make children want to have penises and boobs. God forbid. This, all, this was the only art book that ever been subjected to a customs ban in Australia. Walter was then charged with the production of an obscene publication His trial lasted four months The prosecutor had one of the shortest openings in court history (laughs) I rest He just presented a copy of the book And said, quote, that's my case, your worship And sat down He is like, he is the bad guy attorney in any law film I think that ought to do it Look at page seven, your honor I'm finished Mm Mm-hmm Rosaline testified... Also, Jared 10 is masturbating. Hey, guys. Not sure. I love court. Okay. We're striking you from the jury, Jared 10. Oh, strike me, Your Honor. Don't make me strike you, Jared 10. Strike me. We have this little game we play in court together, me and Jared 10. Don't make me strike you. Permission to take off my pants? I want to see where this goes. <laughs> uh, Rosaline testified and spoke of the psychology of Jung and Freud and explained that many of her works referred to the fusion of the conscious and subconscious mind. In the end, Walter was fined $5. Okay. And uh, five pounds. And uh, uh, two of Rosaline's works were uh, ordered destroyed. The advisory... Mm-hmm. And faux hat were ruled, quote, obscene and offense to chastity. Is, is the faux hat just mainly about a fake hat? I think so. It, the, I, I just, I don't understand it. Why? Why what? Hats. What the fuck is it about history and hats? It just, it, I mean, a lot of it doesn't make sense, but the hats thing just makes no sense ever. The emotion tied to a fucking hat. I can't believe you're having your hat break down here. I, I, 
I just, I mean, you never know what one is going to set me off. I mean, this has just been happening for so long. There's been riots. There's been murders. There's so many fights. There's different styles. There's fucking animals on them. And then a faux hat is one of the two when there's like a woman nailed to a crucifix with a nun winking. And they're like, that's okay. But that hat one is bullshit. No! Um, so existing copies of the book were ordered to have those pages blacked out. Uh, so they're redacting art books? Yeah. Cool. The printing company pleaded, uh, pleaded guilty to printing obscene uh, images and was fined one pound. Jesus. The book was now getting a lot of publicity. Yeah, that, I mean, that totally the thing. Anytime you're like, you don't want to read this, everyone's like, let's go. Let's get this shit. Uh, so she started getting commissioned. The Pakistani uh, consulate invited her to produce an erotic art book. Fuck, yeah. Wow, holy shit. <laughs> Pakistani? Pakistan's like, hey, uh, <clears throat> so uh, we heard you're really good at drawing dicks. I'm really good, yeah. We're, uh, I don't know if you're aware of this, but in Pakistan, we are super into dicks. Great. That works great and for me. And balls. Great, so I love we, dicks and I love di- drawing balls too, so. So the ambassador would like if you would just paint a big cock and balls behind his desk there on the wall. Absolutely. Yeah, I'll just measure. Just a big old one. Mm-hmm, I understand the job. Maybe some pubic hair. Mm, that, mm, I, I have a history with pubic hair. <laughs> and not my own, and... How are you with buttholes? Great with buttholes, but pubes are a red flag for me. That's a bump. That is going to be a bump. So that is, uh, that's a very, so that's pretty progressive of Pakistan. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm Um, sure you know why we called you here. We need a huge dick. uh, But it never ended up happening. Uh, Walter couldn't find advertising for the book, and it kept getting banned all over the place. In 1957, he went bankrupt. Since he owned the copyright to the art, they were passed to the official receiver in bankruptcy. Wow, okay. Um, so Walter couldn't pay the bookbinder, so he encouraged the bookbinder to, to make and sell as many copies as he possibly could. Okay. He also let the bookbinder uh, pick uh, one of her original drawings. He took a faux hat. We're pushing the hat thing? Uh, in 1955, Anna Hoffman came to Australia from New Zealand to start a new life. She worked as a part-time waitress and sometimes slept at night on Bondi Beach. Late one night... But is it Bondi? Bondi. Yeah, what? You guys are laughing. Like, what fucking asshole would read that as Bondi? This is all on you. That's the dumbest fucking way to say that word. Show me one other word in, Amer- in the, uh, America, New Zealand, Australia, where there's an I on the end where you actually say I. Fuck you. Bondi. Beach Bondi. Late one night, a constable saw Anna with a girl who was a reputed homosexual. Oh, dearie me. Anna, at first, uh, when she saw the constable, she swore at him. And then, That's a great way to start it. Fuck, fuck you, you, you fucking asshole. Uh, I didn't say anything. Uh, and as he got closer, she switched tactics 
And Anna said, quote, I got caught in the drag party with the python lady. Sorry. She <laughs> went, she cussed at him, and then she said, I got caught at a drag party with the python lady yeah. to him? Yeah. She's, yeah. She's narkin. Pr- okay. Uh, but she is lovely, not like you, you big coarse thing. Okay. <laughs> when the constable asked why she was staying in the house, that's the house, Rosalie's house. Okay. Um, she said, quote, I know it is a haunt for perverts. Ever since I pawned my violin two weeks ago, the only outlet I have is with queers. It's just a different time. Yeah. So she is the first person who ever became homosexual because of a violin? Potentially? I Probably not the first. Right. Uh, it's probably been going on a while. Right. She was charged with swearing and fined two pounds. After her trial, she saw the detective again and and approached him. He had hit hard times. uh, She had hit hard times and wanted the police to now help her. Quote, I can't stand this life anymore. I haven't eaten for days. I've got no money and have to bludge for food by giving my company to men. She said she had been to Black Mass conducted by Rowie, the Witch of the Cross. The detective asked what black mass was, and she said, quote, you know, sex orgies and practices. You know, you know the deal. You know, sex just, orgies and practice. Just a bunch of people filling holes. Yeah. Yeah. No. She then named Rosalie Norton, and she said, please vag me while I'm still sane. <laughs> could, could be v- v- vag. Is that really vague, said? Could be vague. She said, it says V-A-G in the wait, news Wait, 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 that's real? I thought you were making that up. No, no, she said, vag me. Please vag me? While I'm still sane, yeah. Do I know what that means? Maybe vagamite? She was Please? asking to be arrested for being a vagrant. Great. We should have done, great. <laughs> Makes way more sense. Please vag me. Okay. Um, and then she was arrested. Still, uh, great. Vag. At trial, Anna continued to explain the satanic situation she was in with Rosaline. She said they had laid beside an altar, kissed and crest a skull, parodied the Lord's Prayer, and had orgies. But all this snitching didn't go the way Anna thought it would. The magistrate sent her to jail for two months and recommended psychiatric treatment. She then fought with police as they were taking away... Uh, and, and they put her in a cell. Okay. Also a bit off track, but in the same paper at the same <laughs> time. <laughs> so I have to read it. Sure. John Frederick Gulliver, 19, in trim green slacks and a shirt. Shut up. That's it? No, there's more. Okay. Uh, pleaded guilty to having stolen a pair of panties belonging to Anna Hoffman. Okay. Gulliver had spent the night on the floor while Anna slept with her girlfriend in a bed. Then in the morning, he slipped on a pair of panties because he, quote, couldn't resist it. Is that juror 10? <laughs> <laughs> so he just, he couldn't resist that they were these, these panties from the orgy, so he just put them it's on. It's not the like, orgy, it's just from Anna and her girlfriend. Oh, just regular panties. No, it's just Anna and her girlfriend in the bed. It's not an orgy. It's just two girls. No, I understand that, but he's just taking the panties. He's taking their panties and putting them on. Yeah, he's just putting on a pair of Anna's panties. And then Anna asked for them back. (laughs) And he refused to return her panties. Nah, I don't think so. 
I like what I'm doing with them, honestly. I feel like I wear them better. These are made for a dick. These are great. Super They're backwards. Soft. Huh? They're backwards. Yeah. Either way, I'm loving what I'm having happen over here. <laughs> uh, and he wore them until he was arrested. All right. If wearing panties and enjoying it is a crime, well, I plead guilty. You can take my freedom, you can take my life, but you are not getting these panties off of my ass. I feel alive. Your Honor, could we slow this testimony down a little bit? Really go over it nice and slow. Well, I'll allow it. As per usual. Look, look me in the eyes, you, Your Honor. You look me, huh? You look me in the goddamn eyes. Make me bang this gavel at you, you salty jerk. Oh, bang that gavel. I will go tit for tat for you all day. <laughs> Put the gavel in my ass. Yeah, well, now, now, there is, uh, legally, that's not something I have. Uh... All but... right, just this one. All right, fine. Come on, bang that gavel. All right, fine. Bang it. All right. Watch out, you're going to hurt your neck on that post. Uh, Gulliver was uh, fined five dollars. Okay, five pounds. Sorry, the tabloids went nuts with the uh, uh, Rosaline Satanist having orgy story. Uh, she denied it. She said she was a pagan, not a Satanist. The press quickly labeled her the Witch of King's Cross and called her a devil worshiper. And then they just started making up stories. That's when two Sydney papers published a detailed eyewitness account by reporters who went to a black mass in King's Cross where they saw a witch and wizard doing a mock Christian mass uh, during which a rooster was sacrificed. Well, that's tough for him. Uh, but uh, still, they... <laughs> who's, like, who's threatened by a wizard? Oh, people are scared of wizards. They're not real. Wow. Uh... Sorry, okay, is that so, a controversial stance? I mean, New Zealand is right over there. <laughs> Besides there, I know there's wizards That's where there. there's yeah. shitloads of wizards. Right. Right, that's true. So. Sorry. And, yeah, we probably have some wizards listening right now who are turning off, and I just, I would like to say I apologize. I did not uh, go, God, be, do it, wizards. Yeah, they're really going to, really going to take that. Like it actually means something. That's great. Try. Why don't you apologize to the wizards like you mean it? I, I, I to any potential uh, <clears throat> wizards or warlocks who are listening. I would just like to say from the bottom of my heart, you know, I am so sorry. Um, I respect the art of wizardry. Yep. And the magical things it provides. <laughs> my heart goes out to them. Okay. We can move on. Thank you. Um, so it turns out that this report in the paper and what the reporters saw was all just a joke. It turned out to be a group of uh, young kids fucking with the reporters. What? I mean, how dumb are the... Uh, well, they probably just want the narrative, but still, that's very stupid. Yeah. You, the wizard turned himself into a nine-year-old. Shocking. Some university students had put on ceremonial robes and used specimen brome bones from the anatomy department to create the sacrifice. Wow. So they didn't even see it in person. They just saw the bones, and they flipped out. So journalism was the same, essentially. Yeah, it's pretty fucking hot. It's tight. The, the papers didn't stop reporting that Rosaline committed animal sacrifices. 
Anna would later admit that she had made up the entire satanic story, but the damage was done. Public interest in Rosaline grew. Uh, she was still mostly just in a pan, though. Christian saw her worshiping a dude with horns, and they thought the devil, even though she repeatedly tried to explain that the horn god Pan was just a pagan That's deity. the best. Who's she explaining that to? To, like, authority figures? Well, the reporters are constantly asking her. She's got to, like, define Pan? No, he's, uh... He's got horns. Is that the devil? No, he's a Greek... Yeah, it's the devil. Aha! I knew it! Uh, so, uh, her practice of witchcraft had no connection with the Christian devil, but no one cared. Um... The press called her a devil worshiper. People believed it. Authorities took the owner of, the, of a restaurant, the Kashmir, to court for displaying some of her works. He was charged with displaying 29 obscene paintings. The prosecutor, uh, whatever you guys call it here, called the paintings lewd, lustful, and erotic. Oh, boy. <laughs> so the juror became a lawyer. These are uh, hypnotically sexual. Uh, <laughs> Your Honor, are, these are uh, pretty fucking hot. Uh, <laughs> Obviously, anyone who looks at these is thinking the same thing I am. How do I become a painting? <laughs> I mean, we all would love to get in on that, but uh, we can't because um, you can't go into paintings. Anyway, sorry, am I talking on... When does the trial start? Has it? The owner was fine. The magistrate said three of the paintings corrupted the moral, morals of unsophisticated members of the general public. The police are now on a moral crusade against Rowie and Gavin. They were constantly being arrested on vagrancy charges. They were fined, and as a result, they were continually broke. People started bringing them food for the house to eat, and she started paying them with little pictures that she would draw. Oh. Good times! Yeah. In October 1955, Raymond Ager and Francis Honer contact, con- contacted the Sydney Sun newspaper. They said they were members of Rosalind's coven and had pictures of her rituals, and they wanted 200 pounds for the pictures. So the newspaper bought the pictures and then turned them over to New South Wales police, and the two men were arrested and jailed for uh, four months. Okay. Uh, the son also happened to get the exclusive story. So the two men had stolen the photos. One showed Gavin in ritual garb, uh, basically licking Rosie's ass. So I don't think we need basically. Turns out the photos... <laughs> Turns out the photos have been taken at her birthday party. Well, then, that I I believe. Who knows what she wished for when she blew the candles out? Uh, If there's one time... No, Dave, let me finish, because this is important. If there's one time that you're going to allow it, and it's okay, it's the birthday surprise. That's when... I always thought anything goes during a birthday party. Yeah, totally, yeah. The Vice Squad raided the house and... No more ass-licking! Everybody down! Get your tongues in your mouths and your butts in your pants! And they arrested uh, Rosaline and Gavin for performing, quote, an unnatural sex act. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, the... I mean, uh, it's tough to tell anyone why you're in jail. I licked her ass. So... <laughs> I guess some loser took a picture of it or something. I don't know. Now you're going to lick my ass. Better be your birthday, pal. What if it's my ass's birthday? I have a feeling I'm licking your ass no matter the outcome. Yep. The court hearings went on for almost two years. Police prosecutor... About uh, the ass picture? Yeah. Uh, 
Police prosecutor Turner said it was, quote, impossible to imagine anything more revolting than what was on the film. Pieper lost it when Rosaline appeared uh, at the first day of the trial dressed in a red skirt, black top, and leopard skin shoes. Another day, Rosaline was a bit off in court. So they examined her. They had a psychiatrist examine her and found out that she was suffering uh, the after effects from some drugs like dexedrine and methadrine. Okay. Uh, then they were fined $100 each. Gavin's mental health started to decline. On October uh, 7, 1955, he was admitted to the hospital. According to a statement by the doctor uh, of the lunacy court, we've. <laughs> He's crazy! Yeah. Uh, Gavin was medically assessed as a schizophrenic and suffering from a split personality. Okay. Um, he was now hearing voices which kept tormenting and ridiculing him. He weighed uh, 50.8 kilograms, which is 112 pounds. Wow. Uh, which is not, he's six foot two, so that's not oh, a lot. Jesus Christ! Yeah, he's he's. Uh, so yeah, sure. After a long trial, Gavin and Rosaline were found not guilty. Uh, Rosaline would then visit Gavin at the hospital where he lived. She would bring him books to read and show him drawings. According to Doctor Sands, Gavin was also quote obsessed with sex and wanted to escape from the real world. He kept taking books of occultism into the corner and quote could only be aroused to any action by constantly prodding. Holy fuck. Uh, okay, so did you, in the, he would go to the corner. Yeah. Okay. I wasn't sure if you said the coroner. Uh, and then... He would only so he would take. So he would just take these, we, the occult books into the corner and how... And say the rest again? Uh, uh, quote, could only be aroused to any action by constant prodding. What? Because to me, prodding... Yeah, go ahead, man. Well, that's like... uh, Oh, yeah. What does prodding mean in this scenario? just poking a guy. He could only only be aroused if someone was poking him? Yeah. Who's his buddy in the masturbation scheme? What masturbation scheme? Who's the poker? Why is there there masturbation happening? Well, he's aroused in the corner. Oh, no, I think they're just saying... We're not saying that kind of arouse. I've been soured by Juror 10. <laughs> I was just picturing... They just mean like arouse like when you wake someone gotcha. up or get them out of a... No, no, no. Stupor. No, it's very clear now. <laughs> just a moment ago, I was thinking that they were like, you know, the only thing that turns them on is getting hit with that stick. Look at him go. Ah, look at him go. He loves it. Uh, that was great. <laughs> okay. Um, he would still sometimes get days out and go visit Rosaline at the house. Um, in an interview in 1955, uh, Rowie described her group, quote, Sorcerers or witches are not confined to any age, class, profession, or social sphere. The youngest I have encountered was a male, 17, and the oldest, a witch of 65. My coven has seven members. The oldest is 51. Uh, there are also several honorary members. Her sister, Cecily Boothman, said that the coven was not only small, but very informal. Sure. No, it's... Yeah, whatever. Now, Sir Eugene Gossens, a famous English-born classical music composer and conductor, had come to Australia in 1947. Okay. He was the first permanent conductor of the Sydney Symphony Orchestra and director of the New South Wales State Conservatorium. That should be called the Symphony, obviously. In... 1953, he came across a copy of Rosalind's book, and he wrote to her. The two met, and he started getting into the rituals of Pan. 
Mm, he returned to England. There's that name again. He returned to England and had no idea the police raided Rosaline's place when he was there. Uh, they found letters that he'd written about pagan rites and sex magic. He'd also clearly been having sex with her. He's married. Okay. In March 1956, when he came back, Australian authorities were waiting for him. And they searched his luggage, which never happened at the time. Okay. Uh, and it was a gold mine. He was charged with importing prohibited goods, including erotic photographs, film, and ritual masks. Okay. Did he pack any clothes, or it was just... <laughs> any soap in there? Or he's just like, no, it's mainly just masks and pics. I'll be honest, you guys search me. That's never happened. Um, so, uh, he publicly pleaded for his wife to stay away when she said she was going to come to Australia to support him. Okay. And he started spending every day in bed, and when he did emerge, he was pale and haggard, and the media started following him everywhere. So Sir uh, Gossens did not go to his own hearing. He said he was in a, quote, state of physical and mental collapse. He claimed he brought the photos uh, because he had been threatened. He pleaded guilty and was fined 100 pounds, and he resigned from his positions. Uh, his contract with the Australian Broadcasting Commission was not renewed. He then slipped out of Australia under an assumed name one day, and Rosaline was blamed for ruining a great man. Okay, but... All right. what? Well, there's just... I mean, yeah. Uh, the, what it, you're noticing in this story is that there's, every, there's no culpability for anybody. They just all blame her. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, you can't. She's a witch and a, and a woman. Right. And she had her butt licked once on her birthday. Mm, say it again. Juraton! Your Honor, I'm coming. Permission. Go. Uh, so now she was just openly being called uh, a Permission witch. to approach Climax, Your Honor? Yep. Now, uh, the public now openly called Rosalina Witch, and she responded by jumping into it. The Australian Post, December 1956, published an article written by Rosaline. Uh, it led with, quote, I am a witch! Okay, strong opener, Rosaline. Uh, she was pictured sitting beside her altar in front of a mural, mural of Pan. There was also a mounted set of antlers, uh, a dagger, assorted candles, and a very phallic snake's head. One photograph, Rosalie wore a witch's hat. Okay. Like, like, a, like a, the kind you see in a Disney movie. Right, like a costume, like she went to the Halloween shop. Yeah. Right. Uh, she no longer cared that people were referring to her as a devil, devil worshiper. She Quote, no longer cared? No. Okay. If Pan is the devil, then I am indeed a devil worshiper. Boy, she loves Pan. Yeah. She now claimed to have been born a witch. She began living, uh, making a living, making charms and performing hexes for uh, groups of people. Sure. No, no, door-to-door hexes. That's good. Uh, she started uh, uh, m- m- selling occult paintings. For a few years, she lived in East Sydney. Uh, and on uh, 17th of January, Gavin was temporarily released from the hospital, although it didn't last long. He started threatening to kill her with a knife, and he threw her furniture and belongings into the street. And neighbors called police. When the detective arrived, he found Gavin leaning over a sink, running a knife across his throat, and he told the officer it was time to kill him, and he pointed to the basement. Wait, Gavin had the knife on his throat? Mm-hmm. On, on his own throat? Or, mm-hmm. And he was saying it's time to kill himself? Mm-hmm. Okay, sure. And then they, they should go down to the basement to do it. And then he's, we should, he's saying to the them that we should go down to the basement and do this? Yep. Well, I guess um, you it's yes and at that point, don't you? Yeah. Sure, yeah, let's take a trip down the stairs then, Gav. Um, So both of them were arrested as vagrants. (laughs) Jesus Christ. 
Uh, she was also charged with offensive behavior and using indecent language. Uh, she was acquitted. Um, he was sentenced to a month in jail. And then she went to live with her sister. And so she took a while to get over that. It took about three years from the trauma of the whole thing. And then she came back to King's Cross and she lived in a small room decorated with her occult shit. She had pet rats named Percy and Moonstone. Fuck yeah. That's how you, that's how you do it. One day she was walking in uh, Centennial Park and she accidentally slipped into a pond. No, no, she didn't. <laughs> Unless she was animated and there was a banana, this didn't happen like that. You don't slip into a pond. Uh, when she came out, she found that she had a turtle in her hand. I mean, what? No, again, you notice. Oh my God, I'm holding a turtle. You notice, underwater. No, you come up and it's in your hand. And you're like, whoa. whoa. I slipped into this pond and I've just noticed a turtle in my hand. It's called turtling. Uh, she interpreted this as a gift from Pan. <laughs> she now had a pet turtle. Uh, I support 80% of what I've heard. Um... In February 1969, she was uh, interviewed by The Sun in her home, and she referred to herself as a coven master. Okay. Uh, She was now taking it up a notch. She suggested that she and members of her witchcraft group could be hostile and dangerous. Uh, Quote, it's ridiculous to say we never do harm. If we we weren't capable of fighting people through hexes and charms, we couldn't survive. Hmm. She also drank regularly at the Prince of Wales pub and would pay for her gin and tonics with paintings. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I'm hey assuming free, free, yeah. Hey, God, love. Yeah. Uh, this is, uh, just says uh, gin and tonic on it. Yeah. Um, it's a painting. Right. Oh, I didn't notice the penis. Uh, great. Um, it's a dick. Yeah. Or a snake. Sure. Okay. Why don't you do these before you drink the gin and tonics from now on? You ever thought about... I'm a witch! Okay. <laughs> Smoke bomb! Can't you see my hat? Uh, when the cafe where she displayed her paintings was marked for demolition in 1970, she asked the Prince of Wales pub owner to store her paintings in the basement, and the owner would go on to say that she gave him the paintings. Uh, in 1974, the movie Exorcist was released. Oh, yeah. The press went apeshit. Headlines proclaimed, quote, Church fears voodoo is rife. Black magic girl tells... Uh, devil worship in Sydney, and our, co- our kids are hooked on the occult. Okay. Upbeat. <laughs> the Angelic and Archbishop of Sen- Sydney established a commission. This is because of a fucking movie. Yeah. Established a commission of inquiry into the occult. Members of the commission included Rector Peter Hobson, who had a reputation for exercising the spirits of the Hare Krishnas. Exercising spirits of, of Hare Krishnas? Of the, is what it says. Okay. Uh, tobacco smokers, occultists, homosexuals, and other deviants. Oh, okay. So he's legit for sure. Yeah. There was also psychiatrist David Collison who had developed the concept of possession syndrome and exorcism was the only cure. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, oh, so shit. So after the movie In the Hysteria, a reporter from the Sunday Mirror tracked uh, her down to get her take. She was then living in the basement of a block of flats. Uh, she was looking, quote, haggard, but still witchy as ever. Hey, she's still witchy, guys. Don't worry about that. <laughs> uh, ro- 
Rosaline said that amateurs meddling in the occult could get themselves into deep trouble. Quote, magic can send you around the bend. It is as dangerous as drugs. Um, but she said uh, it wasn't that big of a deal. They can release various entities, but they don't know anything. She did not believe in the proposed ban on Ouija boards. <laughs> I, was gonna, I was asking where did she fall on Ouija. Uh, Roy was spending most of her time alone and seemed quite happy. She had two pet cats, an aquarium with fish, and was surrounded by paintings and book. books. She had a habit of spending long hours in the bath, uh, sucking oranges, and drinking endless cups of tea. I'm kind of on board. Uh... <laughs> she got cancer in 1978. In 1979, uh, she was taken to the Roman Catholic Sacred Heart Hospice. And what did they do? <laughs> the walls are on fire! <laughs> uh, uh, she died there on uh, December 5th, 1979. Her last words were, I came into the world bravely, I'll go out bravely. Gavin was devastated. In 18, uh, 1981, the pub owner who had stored her paintings sold them to Jack Parker for $5,000. Uh, he wanted her works to display in his Southern Cross Hotel... Uh, at St. Peter's, south of Sydney, but he quickly found out that most of his patrons, who were truckies, hated them. <laughs> hey, what's with the fucking dick snake? Yeah, of course. Well, because they know they're pulling like 24-hour shifts. They're going to see it on the freeway eventually. They're like, that goddamn demon's jacking off in front of me again. He's chasing me. Hey, Jack, is that nun winking at me right now? Is that what's going on? Yeah, she's winking at you, and that naked woman's up there on the crucifix. He sold the paintings to a private buyer. Walter Glover was able to regain a, the copyright to Rosaline's paintings from the official receiver in bankruptcy. He reissued the book in 1981. Uh, f- December 5th, 1983, Gavin's body was found slumped over a table next to a bowl of soup. He went out doing what he loved. Making gazpacho. <laughs> uh, he was 54 years old. He died exactly four years to the day after Rosaline. Uh, Sonia Bible of Sydney is currently making a documentary about her. Uh, she got it fully funded on Indiegogo. Uh, Rosalie Norton remains the only Australian artist to have her uh, work destroyed by order of the courts. The British Witchcraft Act of 1735 was repealed in New South Wales in January 1971. Wow. Okay. Um, sure. Boy, thank you. Um, yeah, that is, uh, it's crazy because, like, you do need people like that. Like, you need those people who will, like, push the bounds of freedom of expression. And they get, and they normally, the first person who does it gets totally fucked. Yeah, they get And it ruins their life. And then they probably don't even get to stick around for the good part, which is when they've actually made some changes because they, you know, inspired people and made people see that it's okay. To be a witch. Yeah, but you, I mean, like, yeah, for sure. But I mean, like, you know what I mean? They're images. What? They're just images. Who gives a, you know what I mean? Like, there's, they, they can't harm you. your soul. That's what makes boys masturbate. <laughs> Little boys. This has definitely been our heaviest masturbation episode. <laughs> well, besides so the far, one about masturbating. Don't, don't challenge me, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. No, no, no. No, no, no. No. 
Not, if the story's a joke, what do I have? I'm like, good point. Great stuff. <laughs> um, fuck. Badass, though, right? Yeah, I think she's badass. That is the, that is also, that's the thing when you try to legislate taste. Like, you can't, you know, that's the same thing with, you know, whenever you try to obstruct people's, what, you know, what people do for enjoyment, if it doesn't bother you, that's when it's bullshit. Yeah. I don't fucking care. It's like karaoke. I yes. don't like karaoke. It's exactly like I don't karaoke. do karaoke. Yeah. But if someone down the street from me is doing karaoke, the fuck do I care? Oh, Go I do disagree. karaoke. I disagree. In what way? I think karaoke should be illegal. Certain songs. Most. Dude, you got it. If you're going to say Chumbawamba, I will fight you. Right now. Mostly thinking about Chumbawamba. Fucking. And during this fight, I may get knocked down. Well, you'll get up again. Never going to keep me down. Thank you very much for coming, guys. We appreciate it. And thank you to your great country for hosting us. Tomorrow we go see the Great Barrier Reef. That's all I've got to say. Goodbye. Thank you. Oh, hey there, everybody. It's Gareth, you know, from this, uh, this podcast. Uh, listen, I've got some stand-up shows. I'm inviting the Garmy, the Gareth Army. To join me for, I will be in Fort Collins, Colorado, August 18th and August 19th. I will be in Minneapolis, Minnesota, August 24th through August 26th at Acme. I will be going to the UK in September. Please join me. I will be in Glasgow, September 13th, London, September 15th, Dublin, September 17th, and September 19th, Manchester, Birmingham, September 20th. Bristol, September 22nd, and Cardiff, September 24th. And then in November, I'll be in Australia. November 10th, almost sold out, I think. I'll be in Melbourne, Australia. Then I will be in Northbridge, Australia on November 15th. Adelaide, November 16th. Canberra, November 17th. Brisbane, November 18th. And then I will be in uh, Sydney on November 24th. Go to GarethReynolds.com for tickets. Garmy, let's get at it after it let's see you there hey there people listening to the dollop uh this is gareth yes the same guy i listen i have a new podcast called we're here to help that i'm doing with my friend jake johnson it's basically a call and advice show where we don't say that we're professionals because we aren't but we try to help people with problems that are important to them you can listen to it wherever you listen to podcasts and it is out right now so go listen to we're here to help with Jake and Gareth. We're here to help with Gareth and Jake. I don't remember how we did it, but either way, fun. Half Hour comes out Tuesday, August 22nd, and the episodes will be out every Tuesday and Friday. We're here to help. 